0: Was oh, that specialty rounds? Yeah. Yeah. We're going Wolf hunting? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to remember, it can't just be silver. It has to be an inherited silver. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so you've got to pass it down to your kids, and then they can make the bullets out of it. Oh. And is then that, it's usable. Th- those are the rules? Yes, <laughs> evidently. I mean, yeah.
0: Is that so, from your Monster Hunter uh? No, it's, it's not from Monster Hunter International. Oh,
1: okay. It's uh, um, another series that, that Evelyn was reading, and she's telling me that. And I'm like, man, why do we guys... Keep making things complicated. Why don't we just use a spig nine? Let me see the creature that can withstand a spig nine. Right. Uh. Here a wolf? They're a wolf all over the place.
0: Right on. Well, I'd like to welcome you out to another episode of the Lodestone Training and Consulting Podcast. I'm Jared Ross.
1: And I'm Chris Johnson.
0: And today, our decided topic is... Man, I'm excited. Oh, yeah?
1: I, I you, you texted me this and... I'll be honest. I had a hard time falling asleep last night. Yeah. It was racing through my head. I, I got I got very excited by this one.
0: So, we wanted to talk about the light fighter loadout. So, not the light fighter challenge, but us as as the light fighters when it finally happens, and uh, what kind of kit. You know, what do you have? What do you use? And so, Chris and I are going to go through. We're going to talk about our our loadout.
1: And this is coming out of our experience of you know twenty plus years of being light fighters. Uh, you know, first in the eighty second, uh, then as green berets, and you know, being able to sustain yourself in a combat environment off of what you can carry. Yes, and I, you know, as a green beret, I had the great opportunity. My first ODA was a, a truck team, which all teams in fifth group are truck teams. It's just how we get to <laughs> get to work. But we focused on four wheels getting to work uh, instead of free fall or. or climbing mountains or scuba or something like that. Uh, So we had the luxury of having items in the truck and carrying more equipment because we were in the truck. Then my second team I went to, we were a free-fall team. And even though we were a truck team because we still did things in trucks, uh, we had to think and plan about, no, I have to jump all of this stuff in and I have to be able to carry it. So when I was on the truck team, yeah, of course, I had twenty-four magazines in a in a bag ready to be pulled out and you know used in the gunfight, and we had uh, full full ammo cans of seven-six-two by fifty-one belted for you know, the Mark forty-eights because you know why not? You know you got a truck. We're talking about being the light fighter, yeah. Your your means of transportation are the uh, the old Mark one feet, so uh, you need a you know think about what you're carrying uh we see it in the wilderness survival classes when people come and bring their backs and people will start breaking out their bags and they're they're 70 pounds yeah absolutely you should be training and, and getting up to where you're carrying 70 pounds but that is so that when you are in this situation you can get away with having a 30 pound bag yeah
0: it really is that that good balance mm-hmm. and the only way to find that is to to get experience yeah and so again like chris said we're We're coming from our 20, 20 plus years of, of of doing this. Another factor too is, is, is finances. So a lot's going to be dictated too by what you can and what you can't afford. That's going to have a lot to say. Um, And then before we really get going into this, you know, some people might gawk at the idea. Why should anyone have this stuff? Well, it's because we're Americans (laughs) because we've been endowed by our creator uh, with certain inalienable rights. So, you know that's our belief that's our philosophy that's that that that's the true
1: principle well i mean if we go back to the founding of this country it was a responsibility of every able bodied man to be that light fighter you know you call yourself an american mm-hmm. this was part of your heritage you had your your musket you had your balls you had your your powder you had your uh tomahawk exactly you were prepared So that if this nation was threatened by internal or external forces, you could stand up and defend. We have gotten complacent and, you know, we have a great superpower, uh, you know, military that is being weakened, but that has protected us for so long that the average person now has a choice. It's no longer just a responsibility. You have a choice. Do I defend my family or do I outsource it to it, someone else? That's just
0: I thinking. Yeah, outsourcing your yeah. violence to, to somebody else. And I, I,
1: I, have people all the time that I, you know I go to church with, and they'll say, "Oh, I'm, I'm a pacifist. I'm not a violent person." No, you're a violent person. You expect someone to do violence on your behalf. Mm-hmm. You just live in a society where you can outsource that violence. You can pay someone to do it for you. You know, I, I choose not to, and, and that complacency that.
0: False security that, la- that which has bred laziness mm-hmm. that then is, has led to the attitudes of people who want power who want control pushing forth the philosophy that oh you don't need those things you, you you're you're silly or you shouldn't be allowed to to have those tools those items uh, while I was thinking and prepping about this I remembered um was what a year two years ago uh, a Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer yes he sort of you know put some big posts out there. Basically, uh, you're calling people LARPers and, you know, there's no reason for you to have this kind of kit and, and that kind of stuff. And I thought the irony as he was saying that is I remember a very recent uh, recipient of the Medal of Honor, Mr. Dakota Meyer, who came to a Sefawa class that I was instructing at down in Alabama. So he LARPed as he put on my kit as he ran through a couple of drills with me and just the, the hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, there is no special class in in the real United States of America. There there is no privileged class. We are all equal. We all have equal rights, and because we're Americans, uh, we
1: have that responsibility.
0: What, what is our uh, what's the the national pastime of uh, of the US of A? Shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, For, from the beginning, and, and always will be.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I think you made a great point. There are so many people that, because of laziness, because they have been lulled into that false sense of security, they're being controlled and listening to, you know, those that want to unjustly uh, have power uh, and say things like, oh, we don't need, you don't need to have body armor. That, when they came out and New York was trying to ban body armor, how is that a thing? I mean... And you can't. You cannot look me in the eye and say you don't need or you don't have the right to protect your family. I'm sorry. Yeah, you your arguments are are done there. Um, I of course I'm the guy that believes that you should be able to own any. I mean i I should be able to own a Spig Nine. Now, you're, I know people are, oh, you can own a SPIG 9. You just have to pay a $200 tax stamp for every round that you want to shoot. No, I I don't think that that's legal. I don't think that's right. I think that's unconstitutional. Uh, but I think that I should be able to go down to the hardware store, like you used to, and purchase whatever item. You know, a MAG-58, because, well, I'm, I will admit I'm a little bit of a LARPer. I have brush stroke, okay? I I like we, to We both do. I like to uh think about Rhodesia and those really hard men that are impressive to me and I read those books and I would love to have a Mag 58. You know, we we have a a private SUT class coming up in what is it? March. Yeah, those guys are going to see both of us are
0: laughing with our brush stroke.
1: Because, you know, those guys are cool. Uh, the, uh-huh. the Rhodesians are cool. But I would love to be able to walk into Lowe's and purchase a MAG-58. I think I should be able to. Yeah. I think that's my right as an American citizen.
0: I forget the name of that Kevin Costner movie. Uh, uh, the Highwayman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that scene where that, he
1: walked in and... Yep. That's the way it should be. Uh, but because people are afraid and because people have been sold a falsehood, that they don't have that responsibility and that, that that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And oh, well, if you had a MAG-58, then the gangbangers could have a MAG-58. Okay, yes. Yes, they could. I, I fully understand that. Now, if I go out with my MAG-58 or my SPIG-9 and I shoot a building or I shoot into a group of, of innocent people, then I need to be held accountable. And there's where the danger lies. Right now, we have these criminals who are doing criminal acts. They are getting caught with illegal firearms. You know, uh there was a case um recently where a, um an underage boy, he was 14, 15, got caught with a uh oh, I can't I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm not a Glock guy, I don't know the nomenclature. It was a, a 10 millimeter Glock that had a fun switch put on it. Oh nice. Now I'm sitting there thinking I can't imagine trying no, to no. fire a 10 mil clock on full, let alone a 15-year-old boy. I mean, I'm imagining that he's not, you know, Ben. Ben could probably do it. Uh, but that's, that's different, okay?
0: He's an anomaly.
1: They took the pistol from him and released him to his parents.: What? You're kidding me? No. No, I'm sorry. That right there, that is one of the problems. They're not holding people accountable. So you have this, what I consider a stupid firearm, but what I consider not an illegal firearm because there is no such thing, Mm -hmm. all right? But his usage of that was illegal, and yet they let him go, Hmm. all right? That's the danger. Um, And, you know, not to get political, and i kind of getting political, I think that's what they want. I want people, they want people to be afraid. Oh, if you have a belt fed, then everyone has a belt fed. Yes. Yes, everyone has a belt fed. Everyone should have a belt fed. Then
0: our society be a little bit more polite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's respectful. Yeah. Uh, Because right now uh, you can have people that are very disrespectful and they know that I'm not going to do anything Mm -hmm. because I don't want to lose my children. Mm -hmm. because I don't want to lose what little freedoms that I have. So I will take verbal abuses. So as
0: a consequence, we are a less civilized society.
1: Yes. People drive as if they're the only person on the road, and they feel that they can uh, have an attitude problem uh, with you because they're protected, because they they don't have a need to protect themselves from their actions. And... That's one of the problems with our societies. Mm-hmm. People are finding that they don't have to think about the second and third order effects of their decisions, and that is a danger. Exactly.
0: All right. Yes. Let's okay. So
1: let's uh, let's jump into this.
0: Whoa! You're, you just I snapped. Oh yeah, the I level, did snap. The levels just like I got oh. excited. Yeah. All right. So let's start from uh, starting with the body. So we'll start with. What are we wearing uniform uniform stuff all right, so I know um if I have a choice, I will have my Odie green cry pants um, with with the knee pads in, and that's just from from doing it for so long, man, I want those knee pads they are going to stay stationary yep. and the cries are going to last uh, and it, it's all about that
1: durability I do not have Odie green uh cries, but I have multicam and that mm-hmm. is my choice. Yeah. The the cry bottoms, uh they're three, three fifty. I mean that's an expensive pair of yeah. pants. And you know, you mentioned it. Hey, not everyone's on the same price. Okay. Uh but that is what you get out of that pair of pants. It's not a luxury item. Yeah. Uh those knee pads as paratroopers we know yeah uh the knee pads are important and it's not like, you and know, I both have a friend that was wearing knee pads, older gentlemen, and kept cranking them down. They were exterior. They weren't built into the pants. And they ended up having blood clots. Yeah. Uh, which may be an issue for some of you guys not wearing knee pads because, you know, you gave to peer pressure. But that's a different thing. Uh, cranking down the, those exterior knee pads, that's not comfortable. They never hold in place. Those cry pants, that is hands down the best. Yeah knee pad integrated and you know, you're going to be, you're going to be taking knees. You're going to be jumping down on your knees. You, you see when we're doing some of the level two stuff, Jared and I both wear the cry pants, um, an alternate to the cry. If you know, one, you can't get them because, uh, you know, they're sold out. You're not their customer. You're not cool enough. Or, Hey, I just don't want to look like an army man. All right. And I got it. I completely understand. There are people out there. They're like, I don't want to feel like I'm a LARPer. I don't want to buy everything in Multicam. Well, if if I don't have that choice mm-hmm.
0: and it's, it's happening right now and I, it's time to grab and go.
1: Well, that's, uh, we I'm, dress a particular way yeah, for a reason. I'm,
0: I'll have cool pants on yeah. and no no knee protection, no knee pads, but very good, durable, you know.
1: Le- le- well, lasting pants. Uh, I was going to say the Fjallraven. Um, they make a, it's again, it's a pricey pant. Uh, they, they run about two $200. Um, they've got the G1000 um, canvas, which you can actually wax, which makes it waterproof, mm-hmm. water resistant, mm-hmm. uh, which I've knelt in puddles and my knees didn't get wet, which is kind of nice. But they have a pocket in those that allow you to uh, insert a uh, neoprene um, knee pad and it holds pretty well. Um, I use the Duluth Trading Company neoprene uh, knee pads. They're not hard like the uh, the Cry Precision, but they do add some padding and they will hold in place. Yeah. And the Fjallraven, they have the, the canvas uh, where like, you know, in, in the seat and in the knees, uh, but through the, uh, the saddle and on the hips and at the waist, it's like the Cry Precision pants. They're multiple fabrics. It's not made of just one. So it has the stretch and give where you need uh so i do recommend those if you don't want to if you don't mind spending the money but you don't want to spend the money or or look like you know an operator and buy some cries Uh, but like to your point jared the um we dress the same way you know it's not because we want to look like each other Mm -hmm. look like twins sometimes we do we show up to class it's like seriously like i've started bringing an extra shirt to class just in case exactly um but we wear the the cool pants because they're made they're mountaineering pants. yeah, you know they, they're made to be rugged. Uh, they have that flex and give, uh, which is important. Uh, and you got to think that you're gonna be in these pants for an undisclosed amount of time. So in, in both our kits that we're going to talk about today, we don't have extra pants. Yeah, so we need something that's gonna last and something that we can wear for a while. And before we go on,
0: if this is your first time listening to us, then this might be a new idea to you. But but you long time listeners, you know exactly who we are and what we're coming from. As we talk about these things, these are our good suggestions, and these are things that we're actually using. But again, it's that idea of principles versus techniques. You know, we want those truths you want to adhere to, but you can wear wear pants. Yeah, will wear good quality pants, and that can be anything, uh, really. But we're just telling you Carhartt. Yeah, yeah, we're just telling you what what we
1: like and, and and why we're using we're not giving this is definitely not a shopping list. Yeah, if you're writing down everything we're saying and then putting it in your your shopping cart, okay, I'm glad that you're so successful and you have that kind of money because <laughs> these are things we've acquired over years. Um, but no, I want I want you guys to think about this and think about where you're at, and uh, we're just telling you our thoughts and our thought process. All right, so to keep those pants up and on, I'm using a grip six belt this is a belt that you and I both came to separately Uh-huh. and, but we both love it. The yeah. grip six Uh and I've used rigger belts. I've, mm-hmm. I've used all sorts of, uh you know, reinforced belts, leather belts. I've had, and honestly, comfort balanced with durability and doing its job of holding my pants up. I have never had a, a belt that has done such a good job. Yep. I agree. And, I agree. and it's, this is not just uh, you know for the the men out there uh, the ladies in my life that that do this type of stuff they have the same belt um, it is it is truly as good as as it can get I mean I'm sure there's gonna be something better eventually but it's where I go yeah exactly and mine is pine trees for pineland because I recognize <laughs> my homeland
0: okay nice <laughs> uh, next I um, you know, shirt. So I believe, and I've, um, you know, I wear an undershirt. 100%. So I've got a, a, an undershirt, a t-shirt. And then on top of that, then I have a long sleeve shirt that I'll be wearing. Now, maybe it's a, um, some kind of a combat uniform blouse, or maybe a cry or something that I don't think it, it's not nearly as important as, as, as I emphasize the pants, but, but definitely a long sleeve shirt. One that, uh, it go down to my wrist, but I usually will have it rolled up to about halfway between my wrist and my elbow. But I want that long sleeve to just that extra level of protection because whether I'm going through woods, whether I'm in a built-up area with brick and glass and metal, I want something to uh, be a layer over my skin.
1: You know, um, I've already mentioned Rhodesia. I guess mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's your fault. You got the flag above you. So yeah. I, I just keep seeing and, and thinking of uh, uh-huh. of that. Uh I liked those dudes running around in shorts, you know, growing up. I was like, yeah, man, those are hard guys. Uh uh-huh. I found myself in a, in a, a, our compound got attacked and I was in PT uniform. I was in short sleeves and shorts. I will not do that again. Yeah. Like I did not have a choice in, but I, the concept of, of like being the Rhodesians and the shorty shorts and running with the foul, they're harder than I am. <laughs> um, I wear long sleeves. Uh, One of the reasons I wear long sleeves is I have got down in the prone on hot brass before. You're already in a bad situation. Uh, You know, putting, leaning down into it and you have that long sleeve, it's not that bad. Bare exposed skin, that is bad. So,
0: you know, with that, so I've I've got long sleeves and then I'll wear gloves. Mm -hmm. I'll have gloves
1: on. Uh, See, I I have gloves, but I don't like to wear gloves.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I... If I'm fighting and yeah. I have a choice, I, I want those gloves on. Um, I don't want to touch
1: things, and I don't want to have to worry about I don't want to touch people. That's that's one of my yeah. – and it, I go back and forth all the time on the gloves. But uh, one of the th- things that I have to be
0: concerned with is is heat. Mm-hmm. So I'll have the gloves on, and then I'll have the uh, the long sleeve, but I'll have it rolled up, like I said, yeah. um, as wide as possible, um, halfway between my elbow. I want the elbow covered. Because if I got to lean against something or I'm going down yeah. quick or violently, I want some level of protection, but then I'm keeping that those sleeves rolled up, like I said, midway just to try to let some air pass through there.
1: That's, that's important. So uh, gloves, what uh, what gloves are you going with? You
0: know, I've tried all kinds of different gloves. Um, mechanics gloves are okay, and, and there's other ones, but my favorite gloves are the ones that, that were issued to us. Um, I still have, I think, two pair of those. The, was it the OP.
1: Yeah, the operational research. Or. Yeah, Or. Yeah, that's yeah, what it, yeah Or. You
0: know. So the, those l- those really tight leather gloves. Um, I don't even know what, what they're called, but they have that that pull tab because they're they're so tight mm-hmm. to get them on. I, I really like those. Um, those are the ones that you know that I like. I, I prefer.
1: I don't have those anymore. Mm-hmm. The, they uh, they got destroyed in a flood in Afghanistan, and we never got them reissued. I lost really? I lost a ton of gear Ugh. in that. And, and some of it they tried to make me pay for when I retired. I'm like, I've got this memo. I was trying to get this reissued. You know, yeah. I don't want to go into that. Um, I like the mechanics gloves, mm-hmm. but not all the mechanics gloves. They, yeah. There's a particular one that's got the leather palm. Um, and again, I don't like to wear gloves. So I will wear them. And you'll see me get very frustrated and try and, you know, try and force myself to wear them through different situations. My all-time favorite are actually uh, Under Armour batting gloves. Yeah. Uh, it's what I use for free fall. Um, you you f- have all the dexterity. All, I mean, it's, I, I put it to, you know, like the good quality surgical mm-hmm. rubber gloves like you they're thicker than regular rubber gloves, but you still feel like you've got good dexterity. That's what they feel like, but they don't last. They, they don't make it through a full cephalic.
0: Okay. Now yeah. I'm not,
1: I'm talking about like the full, like a five weeks. Yeah. Um, but like, you, you know, you're going to burn through those. Um,
0: you know, it, I don't have a use for them now, but the one glove that I used to, to really like was, um. I only ever saw them in in tan. Is that the Petzl um, gloves? Because I know we, we had like black ones that mm-hmm. I think we might even issued those. But the these tan ones, they're just a little bit thicker. So what they were nice for is they weren't full on um, fast roping gloves. Yeah. But they're thick enough that I could use that and not so much use my legs when I was fast roping, but basically just use my hands as the brake. And uh, so they were thick enough; they my hands wouldn't fry. Mm-hmm. But then when I get to uh, get to the deck, you didn't have
1: to flip them off. And yeah, no, and I, like, I could yeah, still use, yeah. could still use my weapons. Still, that was one of the them. things I hated about those fast-roving gloves. Yeah, you, you got to flick them off, and you know, you you better have them tied down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the important thing here, again, talking about that principle, is having that protection for your hands. Yeah. Um, not so much here in the states; you don't see it, but overseas. Uh, a common thing is to take broken glass, and on the uh, yep. on your concrete walls, you have broken glass put into the concrete, it's pointing up. Um, having that leather palm glove has saved me on more than one occasion in the middle of the night trying to jump a wall. Yep. And you know I know that it's going to be there, so I wear my gloves reluctantly because man, again, I I really like to feel. I like that tactile function. Um, and during my pre-mission training. I would intentionally wear my gloves as much as I possibly could. All, you know, all the shooting, everything. Um, And really the reason why you don't see me wear gloves on the range now is it's the laziness of I hate gloves. You know, (laughs) it's, it's, I just want to be comfortable. But the important thing is whatever you're having, it needs to be that fine balance between I can load my magazines, I can, you know, manipulate my weapon, I can do all my uh, manual of arms, but... I'm also having that layer of protection and that layer of protection is both your environment that you're in. There's hot things in combat. Um, you know, I've on more than one occasion picked up a smoke grenade and re threw it because it was in my way or someone, someone popped a smoke grenade and threw it in my direction. Like seriously, dude, you know, um, and having that leather palm glove allowed me to pick up that, you know, high concentrate, you know, the, the good white, uh, and those things are cooking and be able to chuck it again. Where if I did that with my bare hands? Yeah. Uh, that would have been a bad well, day.
0: Wasn't my first trip to Afghanistan. Uh, but it's my second trip with the 80 deuce, uh, in Iraq, that one of the things that I learned is I, I don't like handling bodies. Oh, so yeah. A- after the fight, it might be you know necessity. So then, once those things start to get saturated with you know various fluids, mm-hmm. yeah, ditch them and
1: and and get well, another pair. I mean, that's some of the things that people don't think about is the after. We yeah. we live in a video game world where people start thinking about their kit and they're thinking about um, you know the bodies are just going to disappear or we're just going to leave them where they lie. Well. Mm, not necessarily. You may have to handle things. Uh you know, something as simple as EPW and search, mm-hmm. you know. Checking the, the 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 KIA. Um I have rubber gloves in my kit for that purpose. So yeah, we, we've we're we've established the 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 L O A and now we're gonna go search those bodies. I'm putting rubber gloves on. Yeah. I have touched enough gross that I don't need to do that, and especially in a um an austere environment where I don't have the ability to to get clean, it's it is nothing to have a couple of the the, you know the viper thick um neoprene gloves in my kit that that I can pull out for that.
0: Hat what kind of hat are
1: you wearing? Or
0: Uh, headgear I should say.
1: Well you know I'm very tempted to wear my beret. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean if I'm not wearing a helmet
0: Okay, so if you are wearing your beret,
1: if you are wearing your beret Black Flash. What Flash? Black okay. Flash. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 kind of funny. I, I have them hung up above my gun rack, uh-huh. and uh, Audrey the other day was she saw that and she's like, "Would you put that on?" It's like, "Yes, I would. Yes, I would." So I, I put my Bray back on for the first time in years. Um, no, I, I, I'm honest. I, I got it. It's it's a bona fides man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It, it's instant. I know what I'm talking about. So. It's a market distinction. Yes, it is. Uh, so I'm tempted. I'm very tempted to wear that. But I, I have another piece of equipment that I will be carrying that we'll talk about later that okay. you are as well that also lets people know you should listen to me. Uh, so, no, not a, not a bray I'd go with a boonie cap if I'm not wearing a ballistic helmet or a bump helmet for night vision, um, which I will talk about there in, in, yeah. in, in my, my assault pack. Uh, I'm going to go with a boonie cap. Um Especially because we live in Pennsylvania. You know, it's wet here, rain. The boonie is a very, very nice piece of egg here. Yeah, It also keeps the sun off you, you know, it off your neck. Uh, I love my ball caps, but that boonie is, there's a reason. Again, there's a reason these things mm-hmm. exist and they have been around. And it's and, not for fashion. And I think, uh, didn't you just get a brush stroke boonie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'd be wearing. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, exactly. you know. Uh, breaststroke is the best camouflage.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Anything else that we need to cover with, uh, um, our body? Eyes. Okay. So I, I, I like the ESS crossbows. Uh, they vent very, very well for my face shape. I don't wear Oakley's. Uh, it's because there are so many people, this is purely a fashion thing. There are so many people that wear Oakley's because they saw some SF guy wear Oakley's you know, in, in 2005, 2006, and I just can't stand those people. Like the guys that wear half jackets. And there's, there's someone out there that is short and round and wears half jackets, and he shouldn't. Um, so I wear the ESS crossbows. I've been wearing them since 2012. That is my go-to shooting glass. It is very, very comfortable for me. I In my go bag, I've got the hard case with uh, the amber lenses for using long-term night vision. Mm-hmm. I have clear lenses. I have smoked lenses. And I also have a... Uh, um, it's... They're, they're a copper. Uh, so it's like that intermediate, like it's a cloudy day, but it's still kind of bright out. Um, I have those. That is the ballistic eye protection that I'm wearing.
0: Okay. Cool. I've... Yeah, I've, I've come to believe that I'm wearing, I'm wearing
1: an iPro. Yeah. Um. So one of my, my fun experiences is, you know, whenever I have the opportunity to take someone who outranks me, who should know better and doesn't, and I get to, like, put them in their place, I just it's a proud Chris moment. I was doing an exercise with the 101st, and I had this sergeant major who was not wearing iPro at night, and he took a stick in the eye. Yeah, I think and, he shared that one. On, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm in charge of the exercise, so I'm like, Sergeant Major, I'm, I'm sending you back. And he's like, no, you know, and he's arguing with me, like, shut up, you're a Sergeant First Class. And I was like, what if the roles were rever- reversed, you know? If I was a Sergeant Major and you were in the Sergeant First Class, you'd be getting on the truck. It's eyes, or eyesight, limb, or life, that that those are the, the, the criteria for for abort, and you're getting on the truck. Because you weren't wearing IPro, if you were doing the right thing, you would have never taken that stick in the eye. So, at night, I wear IPro. I do. It's uncomfortable. I got it. A lot of things in this world are uncomfortable. You do it. It's for safety. No one outranks aren't safety.
0: All right. So, now what kind of uh, chest rig or what? What are you wearing there? For, for me. Um, I've got a Velocity Systems uh, Scarab that I've got level four plates in. That's what I'm wearing. And now it's a conscious decision that I have very few pouches on it. Mm-hmm. And instead, over top of that, I'm... Uh, um, over top of that, I'm putting my uh, old school Mayflower, um, I think UW chest rig. Mm-hmm. I, think, I forget what gen it is. It's, it's pretty early. They've have... You can buy from Mayflower, you know, later later versions of that. But that's that's really what, what I'm putting on. And... Now, I've slightly modified both of them to to work together and and added a couple mm-hmm. more pouches. But that's what they started as.
1: I'm running a uh, a generic uh, plate carrier with mm-hmm. level four uh, hybrid plates, so ceramic and steel. Um, so they're a little little bit uh, heavy, mm-hmm. but um, they were my um, low vis plates. Uh, so they are a standalone plate. I don't need uh a Kevlar backer or anything like that. Yeah. Um even though I have uh a a small liner in my um my plate carrier because extra, right? Um I'm a big guy, I can I can handle the weight. At least I think I can. Uh and I also am running a Mayflower uh chest rig. Okay in early gen. I don't know which gen it is. Uh, it does have um pistol uh and rifle uh, mag pouches i don't use uh i use one of the pistol mags. oh really yeah yeah um,
0: so mine has as well but i just use those i
1: i use them for like i have a flashlight i've got a, a gerber a leatherman and a, yeah, yeah exactly. um I, I don't i do have one pistol mag in there because i only have one pistol mag on my belt okay um and that that's a uh it's adjustable and i have it adjusted to Go with the, the body armor with, with the plate carry. And just like you, I'm running that body armor stripped, and everything is in that plate carrier. Because I've done a lot of long range reconnaissance where I might drop my plates. I might put my plates in my rucksack because yeah. the threat is low and I need to move fast. And you can breathe a little bit easier. I can easier breathe without, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'll make that, that call based off of, of my threat in my environment.
0: So, with. Um with that plate carrier and, and with that chest rig, what are you carrying on those?
1: So I've got seven magazines um, with good quality- uh, Ammunition? Ammunition. Um, it, that is something that I, I hear it all the time. People don't think about or people overthink that. You know, I zero my gun with 62 grain and I have 62 grain in my uh, my loadout. I go to the range, my plinking ammo, I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. you know okay i'm off a little bit but when it counts i know that i'm zeroed and i'm working with that 62 grain i have smoke um i've got the the white um patriot uh whatever whatever, yeah the, the civilian legal uh but on that because it is not always uh reliable i have a pace plan i've got a piece of um firework fuse, uh, taped to that, uh, that, uh, exterior so that if the initial fuse fails, I have an alternate fuse that I can use, which means I have to have a good, reliable, uh, source of flame with that. So I have two, um, weatherproof matches, uh, that are also taped to that device. So if my, my little, um, Bic lighter that that I have. If that fails, I have those waterproof, weatherproof matches that, that I the storm matches that I can can utilize uh, to to get that thing going. Um, it's a, l- a little bit of redundancy, but you and I both know how important smoke is. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have. I don't have access to the pyro that I used to have. Um, <laughs> and I, I was in a uh,
0: I was in a team meeting. With, uh, a nasty girls team. This is so embarrassing, but you know, it's the True truth. I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah. And, uh, so we were t- team meeting, we were talking, uh, load out and how are we are going to set ourselves up, um, with team SOPs and, uh. it's just embarrassing anyways so as <laughs> just, uh, say it. just say just say so so as we're talking i'm like okay and we, we need this many mags and like someone's like no i only need 3 like what and then i said okay then uh smoke and everyone looked at me crazy and i'm like yes yeah, smoke and then i looked at our zulu who should have known better he should have had some experience but he was he's probably the weakest zulu i've ever been around and he was just a yes man to whatever and I remember looking at all these guys in disgust and like, have you guys even, and i I've said this, have you guys ever even been in a firefight before? <laughs> and they all looked at me like, and, and no, they, they, they hadn't. Yeah, uh, It was just sad. And we, th- then later on, the zoo was like, you know, you, you really upset some of those, you know, the guys that you really, they, you lost some respect by, by asking if they've ever been in
1: a gunfight. Well,
0: they hadn't been in a gunfight and acting like a bunch of fools.
1: Yeah. So anyways. I, if I could carry it. I would carry one of those smoke pots <laughs> hey, so those of you who don't know think of a a one gallon paint can that is a smoke pot that will burn for like thirty uh-huh. minutes and give off the thickest, richest you know white cloud of of delight i I would love to have one of those yeah
0: yeah so, so for me I have um I've got seven mags. I've got six up front, with the uh, you know in the Mayflower rig, and then I have a seventh. I really, uh, really like this technique, and I, I came late to the game. I didn't do it in the 82nd. Shoot, I don't even think I did it when I was active. It was only when I did get to, to um, when I left active duty and went to uh, the 20th group, where I, I picked up this technique. And that's um, since I'm usually a strong right-handed shooter. Uh, I on my left side underneath my arm I have an inverted mag in there. So the reason for it being inverted is so when I'm prone, it's it's easy. Easier than trying to get anything on my chest. So it's easy to go ahead and, and pull that mag mm-hmm. down and go ahead and uh and feed my gun. It's just and it's out of the way. It's not, you know, it's not encumbering me in, in, in any way, shape, or form. It's just a, a good technique to have. So I really dig that.
1: I'm running a, a radio. And I know that we differ on our radio placement. Mm-hmm. I'm a left side guy. Okay. You're a right side guy. Yes. But we both like to run a radio on the inside of the uh, the uh, LCE. Yes. The chest rig. Absolutely. Uh, I've thought about this, like, and I, I think it really comes down to it was Team SOP. Yeah. It was Team SOP to have it on the left, and I just got so used to it on the left. Okay.
0: Can you uh, play with it and activate it with both oh, yeah, hands? With both hands, yeah, so and, and I can go.
1: I can reach down and I'm just used to like I've tried to run it on the right, yeah, and uh, I will still go to do something on my radio and I'm reaching down on my left side. I'm like, I'm, yeah, keep it there. I'm keeping it.
0: Yeah. Um, some of the other things then that I have with with that kit is I've got a couple of uh, taped up uh, chem lights. Mm-hmm. I have an IR, and then I have a couple that are that are multicolored. Yeah. That I can get to and throw.
1: I are with a, uh, a about a eighteen inches, maybe two feet of five hundred and fifty already attached, mm-hmm. uh, and that's for a buzz saw. That's a signaling device. Bringing that aircraft. Uh-huh. Uh
0: huh. I also have two wide soft uh, t tourniquets. Okay. And those are kept on with, with rubber bands. Mm-hmm. So there's you know just. Not ranger. Uh, what is that? What do they call them in the eighty second? This is uh, airborne retention bands, or retaining yeah. bands, or something. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Rubber bands. And then I also have a um, elastic retaining,
1: elastic retaining bands.
0: I also have trauma shears on the kit. And then with that on the inside of my in the pouch for my my plates up front, I have a Focus Research Group deployment trauma kit uh, t- type
1: two. I I love that thing. Yeah. That, that thing's great. I've got one of those. Uh, one of the reasons why I carry trauma shears, and I've carried trauma shears since the 82nd. When I was a private, we had a hard landing on All-American LZ right there in Area J. Yeah. The rotors uh, on this hard landing sheared off. Um they misjudged they thought they were on the opposite side okay and there's a, that slight little hill there yeah yeah and they put the one wheel down and then it shifted when the second one landed and then they angled and uh they tried to pick back up as they were picking back up uh, the rotor sheared and we slammed dropped maybe about uh two meters but it was hard enough that the sle- the seats collapsed and suddenly we're hanging by our arms, and no one could get to the dial of death to undo our, our buckles. And, uh, you know, like, we had knives, but they were in, like, our pockets. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Our one, ankles. Yeah. Uh-huh. One, guy, one guy had a pair of trauma shears stuck in his LCE. And I mean, this is how long ago it was. Like, right behind his um, ammo pouch. And he was able to get his fingers on those, pull those out, and cut himself out. I have carried a set of trauma shears in my kit ever since then because of that, because that that one experience. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I have a compass. My first compass is actually on my chest rig. Okay. Yeah. Uh, be, navigation is, is important.
0: And that trauma kit, it comes standard with combat gauze, uh, a couple of Z-fold gauze, a couple of occlusive dressings decompression needle, NPA, three-inch elastic bandage, nitrate gloves, casualty card, safety pins, and don't forget the Sharpie, and uh, frog tape, and an eye shield. So all that kind of stuff in a nice sealed package. You know,
1: I, I carry one of those in my uh, my backpack right now. Yeah. And I was I was hesitant, but I flew with it. I flew with that in my carry-on bag. And I thought for sure that they, they were going to – they were going to take that needle D and I, I was going to have to open the bag and everything. Uh-huh. Nope. They were concerned about my tourniquets. Yeah. But they did say a thing about that. So that's cool. Yeah.
0: So then, yeah, like you, I also have smoke. Mm-hmm. So I have, have, have one smoke there. That's just whether I, well, there's a lot of different uses for, yeah. for smoke. Um, and then the Leatherman, like I said, I have the Leatherman. I'm one of the, uh, the pistol pouches. What, uh,
1: what Leatherman are you carrying?
0: Ah. Uh, it was one, actually, one that was issued to me that is, uh, I forget the model, but it's, it's for the Charlies. Okay, self. so
1: it's got the punch and everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm running the Leatherman Mutt. Okay. Uh, because, you know, if, if we need it for uh, fixing weapons, and I, I like the, the tools and the utility that that particular system has.
0: Cool. Uh, all right. Anything else that you're carrying with that kind of kit?
1: No, I think we. Okay, we got that dropped down to the battle belt.
0: Yeah, now I, I do have a beaner Oh, that that is uh, clipped on, um,
1: and it's secured. But I I prefer the uh, the term snap link. Okay, it is uh, less uh, derogatory uh, to my Colombian heritage.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Yeah yeah. Uh, should, should we have a have John
0: close out this podcast with a. But it's chichen Chong mexican Americans yeah instead yeah. of beaners, beaners yeah <laughs> no
1: I anyways I, I was just having a conversation with someone the other day about I said oh I need a snap link in there like what what's a snap link and I was like ah, it's a carabiner uh-huh. But in the army we have to call everything different like hook pile tape <laughs>
0: uh-huh mm. all right so so belt so i I know a lot of you guys who've been the classes and stuff you'll see me usually have a Older, you know, probably now like 15 years old, um, one of the the wider battle belts. And I really – I'm just using that for classes because it's more of a utility belt for me to, to instruct than it is for me, you know, going to a fight. But the, the belt I
1: have now is is nice and, and, and narrow. I've got a uh, Cry Precision um, battle belt. It's – I believe it's a two and a half inch inch okay. wide. Uh, but it has the underbelt belt, uh, which – Gives a little bit of reinforcement. If I wanted to, I could run that above my uh, my grip six. I don't. I just run it as you know as that, that little reinforcement. Um, what I like again, what I like about that versus the one that I normally wear for class, that's a little bit thicker and padded mm-hmm. and all that. The size, I'm you know ounces make pounds. It's cutting things down. Um, I'm running my belt very uh, very slim. I used to run a robust, like, mm-hmm. crazy Batman belt. I've got an A pouch on there now, my, you know, individual IFAC. Uh, I, individual IFAC is what uh-huh. it, the I stands for. Yeah. Um, are, are all
0: the, you know, SWAT T tourniquets, what's the T stand for? Yeah. Soft
1: T. Tur- yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I've got my second compass on there. Uh, I have a pistol and a rifle mag on that belt in case I, I've got to drop it. Um, I have a small, very very small little utility pouch that's got some emergency survival stuff on it. Um, If I, you know, things I've I've dropped my bag for some reason, yeah, Um, you know, I have a little bit of water purification in there. I've got a little bit of signal in there. I've got an extra fire starter in there, and I've got one of those space blankets in in that that pouch. Um, And then I've got the the ever important snack pouch. Uh, the 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 dump pouch is one of the uh, uh-huh. millipede uh, little pouches because there's things that you're gonna find that you you're gonna want to stuff in there and your cargo pockets are gonna be full and it's useful uh, I usually have that folded up though in, until I need it yeah um, I also have on there a flaming rock uh, so I have a, a, one of the grenade pouches mm-hmm. uh, and that's set up with I actually have a um, a pilot scarf cut down with a, uh, a one-inch ball bearing, a steel ball bearing. Uh, so it's nice and small, but uh, that thing will fly. Yeah. So for signal.
0: Right on. Uh, on my belt, I'm running a custom-made Viper uh, RTG TAC-1, I think is the model, but it's custom-made for me. Um, nice Kydex holster. I have two pistol mag pouches. So I'm only running three mags, one mm-hmm. of the gun and yeah. two mag pouches there on, on my belt. And then I have a, a ready mag for my M4. So I've got seven up top that makes eight. And then nine is what I will be carrying it, you know, in with my rifle. the gun. Yeah. yeah.
1: I forgot uh, to talk about holster and we'll both talk about the most important thing on that belt. Um, I, I'm running a uh, Safari land, you know, the RMR with the, uh, Mm -hmm. the flashlight cut. I I really like the safari land and I'm running that high. Yeah. uh, Because I have no Han Solo. I have gone from full Han Solo Mm -hmm. to man. That thing is on my hip. Yeah. And it just works. Yeah. Especially when you, I mean, with everything
0: you're doing Mm -hmm. running, climbing, crawling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want it there. Uh, I've got a, also dump pouch and I don't even know who makes this dump pouch, but it was, it was one that was issued to me when I got the fifth group and, it's just the best one I've ever had. Um, thin enough and small enough at the same time, thick enough to take care of abuse. I, that's I also have a compass there on my belt. And then I, uh, I've i got my knife. Yeah, so, I, a so, knife so since yeah. this is for reals, uh, there's no substitutes there. I've I've got my Yarborough.
1: A hundred percent. And uh, that's a serial numbered item. Yes, it is. Yes. yeah, Mine is 4041. Mm-hmm. Jared's is about two thousand more, <laughs> but I uh, yeah the the Yarbrough, it's a like we we mentioned having a good quality knife having a uh, a full tang mm-hmm. um, I can do all the the bushcrafting tasks that I need to do with it but I can definitely fight with that thing yeah um, that is and it's also why I don't need to wear my beret uh, even though it would be cool uh, because the only way to get that serial number knife is to have graduated the Q course during a particular good time of the Q course.: Yes, uh, and we earned our knives. We did not pay for them in cash. We paid for them in sweat and blood. Sure did. And it's such a nice knife. It feels so good in the hand.
0: I, I also have a, a light fighter. Okay, so I have one yeah. of those as well. Um, I think that's about it for the belt. Anything else?
1: I I can't remember if I mentioned in the uh, on my chest rig I am running a flashlight. I do have a, a handheld flashlight, um, just a a simple surefire tack light. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I have a, a goon beam.
0: Okay. So, what really starting to, to like the their products? Yeah, yeah. They make a good flashlight.
1: So we both uh, mentioned what kind of holster we're running. Yes. What are we putting in said holsters?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Well, I guess at this point I could back up just a little bit. So the way we've approached this is this is you and I out there working together. Yeah. So that is why I, I have – well, we haven't even talked about rifles yet. I mean, yeah. I just everyone, I guess, has assumed 5.56, five, and it is. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be using is my uh, is an AR. But if I was by myself, and depending on the circumstances – I would certainly be tempted to be running my... The uh, centimeter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> centimeter. That's right. I'd uh, really be uh, tempted to run my, my FNFAL instead of an AR. Okay. And, yeah. and, and then, then yeah, then running that uh, that MMP 10 mil. But but since uh, for uniformity, for all, for all those it, other reasons. It's
1: the same thing on being on the team. Yeah. You know, we if everyone was going to run the M9, we ran the M9. Yep. Everyone's going to run the Glock 19. Everyone runs the Glock 19. There was no like, oh, you're you're a special forces guy. You can take whatever you want. Yes. However, there is no, you know, you got the one guy, I want to run the (sighs) 5.7. That's great, dude. That's great. You're not. Okay. Um, I'm running a Glock 19 because you're running a Glock 19. And the 10 other people that we might run into along the way, uh-huh. 9 of them are going to have a Glock 19. Yeah. You know, or a 17, which hey, means my magazines work in that that 17 yeah. or my the 17 magazines work in my 19. Yeah.
0: So so that's what I'd have. I I have my my Glock 19. It's set up with an RMR um and that particular one that would be running has a threaded barrel, not that I was intending to have a can with me, but but yeah there. Yeah. And then I would um running its standard the Glock 19 mag. In it, but then I have two Glock 17 mags, or my, uh, or the two mag pouches.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm running uh, 17 mags uh, in that. Mm-hmm. You know, two extra rounds. It, I don't. I have it. I have so many 17 mags that it doesn't bother me to you know have those. I do have 19 magazines. Uh, one of the reasons why I am running in the thought process behind having the 19 and not a 17 mm-hmm. is if I do come across someone like you that. Is only running the 15-round magazines. Mm-hmm. I can still use them. Where I come across someone that has 17s, I can use those as well. Uh, so that that's the thought process. I have a, a Glock 17 that I like a lot, but I'm going to run the 19, and I'm going to run it with an RMR and a a pistol-mounted light. I've got a, a TLR1 uh, whatever version on there. That's, um, yeah, it's, same that, thing. Yeah, it's a good light. I know there are some people that that hate on Streamlight. It's a good light
0: for for what I'm using a pistol for, and then plus with the option to go, you know, IR mm-hmm. flood and with the laser. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so you, rifle, you said uh, five five six. Well,
0: but before we get into that, no. then uh, then this is my old shoot. This is the first Glock that I I ever purchased. So this thing has been modded and, and oh yeah. and, 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 <laughs> And you know, I had the knife carving parts of the handle out. Yeah,
1: so it's. Mine looks like the dog chewed on it yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So this is makes a, it a little bit more comfortable. It
0: is a a fighting pistol. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it it is meant to be used. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: No seracote. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> the outside's so dirty. Who needs a seracote? <laughs> it looks more brown than it does black. <laughs> Tough love.
1: Yeah. All right. So rifle. Rifle. Um, I'm running a standard uh, 16-inch length uh, AR-15. And I'm not going to go into the – we have two podcasts on rifle setup. Uh, Again, my choice of rifle is because I know I'm going to come across 5.56. Yes. And I have so many years behind that platform that the manual of arms occurs – as second nature to me. So that that's why I'm going to run with that.
0: Yep. And and just like you said, for those of you who haven't listened, I th- we have two two different podcasts. One was a rifle setup, I think it was in the first season, and then in the third season we ran um, another rifle setup. And and basically just a an addition to. So you can listen to those. We go into much more detail on both of those about how we set those things up, but in general um again mine's also 16 inch i've got uh, a vortex flash hider on it i like those i've i've been running those things on a lot of my weapons since shoot the late 90s i think when they first came out it's just a good all around uh you know flash hider and that's for a fighting rifle yeah I, I want a flash hider i don't want any kind of muzzle break that's going to huge no huge ball of flame yeah um but but i'm running that so this rifle since i'm running that that big uh vortex it it's it's not set up for a can i'm not planning on using a can with that
1: Um, Uh, we just we just blew people's minds i know right why 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 not i can't cans make my gun sound different than you know say my jundies that that's why i ran a can on the team um a can does not make you necessarily that much more stealthy and depending on your ammo combination a can doesn't necessarily reduce much of your flash Yeah, depending on the can. I mean, I know there's some great ones out there. So a good flash hider is, is, is good. And then the weight that it adds at the end of your gun, we're talking about being the light fighter. So, you know, there's, there's a thought process there.
0: And it does come down to personal choice. There's certainly a time and a place for cans. I've, I've used yeah. cans
1: professionally many times,
0: but this right now, this is just where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a law folder in mine. I like that. You don't have to have a law folder. I just like, actually, I like the little bit of length that it adds to my stock. And then also for storage and, and whatnot, I, I, I like using that. Um, you know something that is new that's different is I've gone now full circle uh, with, with a hand stop. So I tried a lot of different stuff. I really was digging the, the grip stop for a while. Especially the the first uh, the first generations of those, but now I've, I've come full full circle. So I've got a BCM, uh, like the half size vertical grip up there, and that that's what I'm using on the thing. I I think it's it's necessary. You, you ought to have one, um, some kind of hand stop or something up there for a lot of different reasons. But that's well, what I've come back to. You know,
1: that, that just shows the there's truths, there's principles, mm-hmm. and there's techniques. Yeah, you know, and as the equipment evolves and changes and what what makes sense for you as as a shooter uh, i'm messing around with a, a much smaller little kind of stub right now mm-hmm. um and it it bites into it does everything that i want it to do and it's lighter it's smaller mm-hmm. um you know less things whacking me in the knee <laughs> anything else about your rifle uh, nothing's really okay nothing's really changed the,
0: the only thing that, that i guess i'll Mention here is that I do have that D ball on mine, so I you just add to that that capacity.
1: Yeah, there's um, I'm a big believer in passive uh, engagement with night vision, but there is definitely advantages to having a laser. One of them is you know that ground command pointer. Mm -hmm. You know, be able to say that shoot that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of advantages of having a laser. And once you get into the night vision world, go ahead and put a laser on your gun. Yeah. Even though you, you may not be using it all the time, it's still, it's a tool. Mm-hmm.
0: So again, uh, we go into a lot more detail in those podcasts uh, about what we have. So we're not going to...
1: Rehash that because yeah. there'll be another So, so just because we're not
0: mentioning, you know, the type of sights and, and flashlights and stuff doesn't mean we don't well, have I, them on. They... Everyone knows.
1: There, there is only one. We have the sign. Is that, aim point?
0: <laughs>
1: Everyone just cringed.
0: Everyone uh-huh. just cringed. It's the endotech. Oh, Flynn's clapping his hands right now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. So then let's move on to, uh, to the last, I guess, real piece of, of kit. And that is uh, a day pack yeah. or, or some kind of, you know.
1: Some sort of bag. Yeah. Go so bag three bag. What, what's your uh, What's your bag? bag of choice
0: that is a a really good question uh and i don't have an answer for you because i don't know the the name or the manufacturer of of uh, the bag that i actually prefer as i understand it um some european company brought in 12 bags that they're going to show at shot show in 20 13 2014 somewhere around there and they uh, the pattern on it was Green Zone, um, Pencott. well mm-hmm. Pencott Green Zone. Yeah, and it, it's a nice little bag, and and when it came into customs, customs, uh, I guess customs didn't like it, so they cut some of them. So they cut on on the inside, uh, just that maybe they thought they're trying to smuggle something. So uh, the bag I got was given to me, and it you can see where the cuts are, but it, it it's. Nice, robust, and has the ability to... I can shove a lot of stuff in there or I can cinch it all down. So, again, depending on what I'm doing, that's what I'll be using. Um, but if the environment is one where that green stands out more like a uh, like a neon sign, then, then I'll switch to, yeah. to something else.
1: What about you? Uh, the bag that I like to use is the three-day uh, London Bridge. Okay. Um, I've had one of those on and off since the 82nd. It's jumpable, mm-hmm. which... Hopefully, I'm not doing 400-foot uh, AGL static line you know, in the U.S., but it's jumpable pack, uh-huh. which, because it's jumpable, it's reinforced. And I, I like that. I like the stitching on it. it. It handles really well. The one that I have, I don't know how old that thing is, yeah. and the zippers still work. You know, It does everything I want it to, and I can fit. One of the problems with bags is sometimes your bag is too big, mm-hmm. and you can fit more stuff in it than you need. I can fit just enough in this bag, just enough to, again, it's a three day assault pack. Um, like I've had the mystery ranch, you know, and that was a great bag. That, that little assault pack, the mm-hmm. little assault pack that mystery ranch makes. Yeah. You can easily put 50, 60 pounds in that thing without even trying. You're yeah. just, it just, it, it's, it's a mystery. It just flows. So that London bridge, I really like it because I can get all the essentials. I can get spare ammunition I can get food. I can get water. An extra water in there, uh, uh, a filter. Um, I can throw in uh, a uh, a whoopee, you know, um, maybe a wet weather top because I'm mm-hmm. making noise now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are.
0: No, uh, well, but before you get into that, uh, just the bag itself. Yeah, uh, there's all kinds of good. Good makes good manufacturers mm-hmm. and stuff out there. I do like ones that you can uh, you can cinch down yeah, or you can you, bring down to so, make it small because you you of. want it realistically you want it to be as small as possible. Mm-hmm. There are some bags like there's a um, velocity systems. They make a, a backpack that like can can snap into to the back of their their plate carriers and mm-hmm. stuff. Those are there's some convenience to, to the things like that, but I really don't want that it's snapped in. I want to be able to, to just throw it on and throw it off. Um, or standalone by itself. So anyways, you were saying whoobies. Yeah.
1: I've got a whoobie in mind too. Um, I do carry a, uh, a battery charging brick. Okay. It's, it's a very large one. Uh, I can charge my phone seven times with that one. The, the weight it's a pound and a half. Mm. I mean, it's, it's significant. Um, but I can also charge my tablet with that because I, I'm, both my mobile devices I have the uh, I have ATAC, so I have imagery downloaded. You know my operational areas. I, I try and download the imagery uh, with ATAC, so I have that for planning purposes, mm-hmm. uh, for navigation purposes. Um, I also have a regular standalone Garmin uh, eTrex uh, GPS in my 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 bag, as well as paper maps yeah um, yeah I, I have
0: maps of whatever the areas yeah. will be on there um,
1: um protractor for
0: and, uh for me just starting in, in, in list of priority with this bag the most important thing i have in there is water yeah uh and i've i've been on a mission before in the real world where we went black on water mm-hmm. and i needed water uh, it's one of
1: the reasons i live in pennsylvania yeah right one of the things I have the the Grail uh, Crush Cup, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a water purification as well as a water storage container. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things we learned in Afghanistan. You, we were drinking well water, so we we were using filters uh, because we weren't carrying it. You, you couldn't carry enough water. Yeah, so exactly. You, we had filtration with us. And the next most important thing,
0: at least for me, is um, is I have my B, BMVDs. Yeah. So I've got water, and then I've got nods, and having good night vision, it's just, it just puts you in a whole other uh, realm. It's the only uh, superpower you uh, the possibilities. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I uh, I've got the cry skull cap. Okay. Uh, with a Wilcox mount and a um, the Wilcox swing arm for a set of 14s. For 14s? And so that's what I have. I have fourteens. And and that's uh, that's a good question. Do we have a?
0: take a ballistic helmet do you take a bomb helmet do you have the skull crusher
1: and I, I have all three yeah and right now the loadout i don't have that I, I mean if i'm planning the ballistic helmet's going to be there but right now i have that skull crusher yeah and the 14s are ro- rolled up in that skull crusher
0: and and let's be honest about that that cry uh skull cap for the brand name cry it's that's the cheapest thing it, they make yeah, exactly yes. it's pretty yes. darn yes. inexpensive
1: i think actually their cry stickers cost yeah. more than that <laughs>
0: I wouldn't doubt it.
1: But if you can afford,
0: seriously, if you can afford even like a a Gen two set of night vision, you can afford that. That
1: cry, yeah, and it is worth it. And, you, it you is the most comfortable it. thing. Yes. Yeah. You should have it. I actually put it on the other day to hide my bald spot. Yeah, yeah.
0: But she still saw it, right? She she still she still knows you have that bald spot. Oh yeah, she does. Okay. But
1: you know the we were working out, and the camera angle is like from above. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh. I, I've got I've to put this cry cap on, you know. I couldn't have a regular ball cap because I didn't want the, the bill hitting, hitting the, the barbell. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I, I've been working out with the, uh, the Broco uh, ball cap. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I needed a ball cap, and, <laughs> and I threw that one on. I'm like, this is my new workout hat. <laughs> yeah. Because heroes don't wait. Oh. Wow, that was bad. That was bad. All right. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, I have a poncho. Yeah. I said wet weather top. Yeah. That, that's what I've, I've thrown in there.
0: Spare socks. Mm-hmm. And then then after, for me, order priority, water, BFDs, poncho, will be, spare socks. Then I throw in some food. And that's where some of the, the Lickies and Chewies yeah. go
1: in there. Never underestimate the morale items of, of charms. hmm
0: I, I ate charms. And some I, people like I
1: love uh, charms. Oh, yeah.
0: they're a bad omen. Oh, don't open the charge pack. Oh yeah, I better not. Give them to me and I'll make sure that nobody opens them. Yeah.
1: Me. Yeah. It's
0: a wonder why I'm fat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um smoke. I've got extra smoke mm-hmm. in there. Um cleaning kit. Yeah. Spare batteries. And then you've got the you've got the charger. The,
1: the battery charger, yeah. yeah. No, and because I I use the king of sights on my rifle, I always have one, <laughs> two, threes. Um yes, yes. Uh, one thing I didn't say on the rifle, and we, we mentioned it, a good quality rifle light. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a Surefire Scout. I think you're rocking a Scout as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Goon Beam, great, great rifle light. Uh, there is no excuse this day and age not to have a good light on your rifle. Yeah. Uh, what else I have? Oh,
0: map of, of the area. Yeah. And it's good to have that that hard copy. Yes. I, I, that. I have
1: digital, but that, that bag's going to get dropped. That tablet's gonna get smashed. I have paper maps,
0: and then I also have some more chem lights, mm-hmm. and uh, specifically some IR. And then also, you can get the really the small mini. Yep, the, chem I, lights. I got
1: the mini. I have them in a, uh, a old pill bottle. Yeah. Um, so because uh, light does affect, you know, sunlight it does degrade chem lights. You, you see guys that have them stripped off on their kit, and they've got them, you know, dangling because they saw some guy that was assaulting houses. They didn't realize that when we were salting houses, we were changing those out every night. Yeah, and they've been rocking the same set of kim lights since, you know, four years ago when they first put them on their their belt, and they're all discolored and they're not going to work. Uh, so I keep my mini kim lights in that little pill bottle, that that uh, light sensitive bottle, um, and I, I got those on Amazon. I got like a pack of a hundred for like five bucks. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I'm grabbing these. Um, so you got a whole little thing full of those and. One of the things that we haven't talked about in the bag and uh, in general is being the light fighter. I do jumping jacks with my stuff on. You got to do that check on noise. So I actually have uh, cotton. Shh, you're giving away a station for this year's uh, competition. Oh, am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you are now. <laughs> I, I, hey, it's a light fighter thing. Uh-huh. I stuff cotton uh, down in there so that they don't rattle. Right on. Um, just noise. I noticed the other day I was doing some backpacking and, um, I hadn't packed my pack tactically. I just did it as a backpacker and my, um, jet boil, you know, I threw everything in there and I didn't like make sure it was all nice and tight and I start walking and it's going clink, 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 clink. I'm like, <gasps> drives you nuts, doesn't it? I didn't pack right. You yeah. know what I used to do is,
0: um, for the time span when I was a salt gunner in the 82nd, I, um.
1: But the, the cardboard? I, I, M- the, MRE. Yep. Uh yeah. huh. Yeah. Yep.
0: The, yeah. Behind her? Yeah, the, yeah. Exactly.
1: Not in front, but, no, but behind. Behind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, everyone's. There are people out there like, yeah, well, I know what they're talking about. Should yeah. we explain? Or sure. should we just let it be a mystery? Uh, go ahead. Okay. So in your. Um, the plastic drums that your. Your. Uh, 556 five, link come in, uh, there's too much space. And so the rounds will rattle around. So you take the. Uh, cardboard from your MRE sleeve and you would uh, kind of fold it and fluff it and open up that plastic container, stick it in behind the rounds. So it would create a uh, spacer so that the rounds didn't jingle jangle and make all sorts of noise while yeah. you're trying to move quietly through the woods. Blanks were the worst. Oh yeah, they were. because there's too much, too, too much space in, in the with blanks. You know what we used to do? Um,
0: Playing the eighty-second games, uh, not not with those, but just I'm just thinking blanks. Is since they were only three-round burst, we would take the uh, the wire for for trip wires, mm-hmm. and we would shotgun them, and then we would wire the the seer
1: back. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> exactly. about at all.
0: <laughs> just so we get to shoot those stupid things, stupid three-round burst. Yeah. Anyways, now we're really off topic. Yeah. So with our setup. Another thing, uh, with with the rationale of how we set this stuff up and why we went about it in in different ways. First, the clothes that you're wearing and then your body armor, chest rig, and then the belt. And then this, this, uh, day pack or this assault pack is everything is to be kept, you know, modular depending on what you're doing. So if I needed to, I know I'm going to get into that fight or whatever. I'm going to ditch that pack. I'm going to stow it. And the nods are in there. So am I going to need them for this or not? And, uh. And everything there so I can, can pick and choose with that pack.
1: One of, one of the, my irritations that I have, mm-hmm. you'll see guys on Instagram, daylight hours, doing CQC, wearing night vision. That's all for the pictures. It is all for the pictures. It is all, look at me. I've got my dual tubes. I've got them flipped up, out of the way. And all I'm thinking is you're running around the house with 8 to 12K on your forehead. That you could easily trip, and then you're done. Now, I used to run, you know, Big Uncle Sugar, you know, the big green machine that paid for my uh, my dual tubes. So if I break them, I get new ones. But if I broke them on a mission, I didn't get new ones. I had that night without night vision, yeah. which meant my brothers were down a capability. So my stuff is always protected. If I'm not using it, it is in a proper protection. Because I'm sorry, it's not for the Grams guys. Mm -hmm. It is actually to be utilized. I don't have night vision to flex on anyone. I have a set of 14s, white Foss 14s, because I need night vision and that's what I can afford. We talked about in the beginning, it's what you can afford. Yeah. You know, if you can afford a set of Gen 2, uh, you know, Photonis tubes, okay, get it. It is better than walking around the dark with nothing. Yeah. You know, Uh, But yeah, that's, that's a pet peeve of mine because they're just doing it show off. And it's like, do you even night vision, bro? You know, you're just, it's ego. I I, I have a hard time with that. Uh, The guy's wearing plate carriers without shirts. I would never wear a plate carrier without a shirt. Why are we wearing long sleeves? I don't need to show my guns off. I don't got guns. I want to protect my body because I have a responsibility. You know, um, at the end of the day, why are we doing this? It's not for Jared. It's not for Chris. It's for the people around us. It's for our families. Absolutely. You know, Um, why do you go running? Why do I work out? It's not for us. We don't care. We don't. It's so that if we're called upon, we're capable of performing the deed to take care of our family. You know, that's where the discipline comes in. I need to be able to provide and protect. Mm-hmm. I need to know that my girls can count on me. And you, you know that you need, your family needs to be able to count on you. And then it extends. It extends out to our Lodestone family. You know, there are people that if the time comes, they're looking to us for that leadership. We have to be in a, a position to provide that. It's not, so I look good with a plate carrier on, smoking my cigar, walking over down, yelling at people on the line. You just look like a tool, man. You know, I don't care what Hollywood movie you, you, you saw that in. No one does that.
0: Absolutely. that's a, That might be a good place to stop. Uh, <laughs> Chris, ranting and raving. That, any, anything that we've forgotten. You know, one thing that I, I did forget is I do have
1: 550. I've got a...
0: Oh, yeah. I've got... I got
1: Titan Survival.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then also, I know I mentioned I have a, a couple... Snap links. Yes, snap I've links. Got a couple yes. beaners on my oh. on my kit. Uh, and I have some as well, with my uh. With my day pack.
1: Cool. You know, I think that this is definitely a start for this topic. I think we need to definitely do revisit this with uh, the the squad, mm-hmm. the, the team mentality, the family mentality. Family. Yep, working with the family. Um, because right now we're just talking general general duty. Uh, there are specialties, you know, there are things that and kind of mentioned, like I've got a little bit more planning stuff in Mm -hmm. my ruck or my assault pack, uh, because the role that I, I provide. Um, so I I definitely think we're going to revisit this topic. So as always, you know, your comments guys that we like it, uh, you guys got feedback, um, about this topic. You, you have questions, throw them in there.
0: I want to, uh want to start you know to wrap this up yeah um you already tried but i know i I I know ran it again well well, no to you the final thought though is to end with how we started you know why i mean because because we're americans yeah this is our responsibility i'm not i'm not subleasing i'm not you know passing off to, to anyone else my my responsibilities that's why we do what we do
1: yeah stay safe folks
0: We'll talk to you next time. Hello, Mexican Americans like to answer telephones and say hello to whoever's on the other end.